0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Changemakers Podcast. You're here with me, Jamie Atkinson. That's the first time I said my name like that and I don't know why I did it. It's actually probably because my guest today has a very pink background, which I can't wait to tell you all about. And she's got me feeling light and bouncy in the way that I wanna speak to you guys today. So I don't wanna kinda mess around here. I wanna get straight into talking to today's guest um, and she's incredibly impressive. She's one of the most absolutely captivating people to watch online. She's also a little polarizing. She can be a little bit too much for some people, And I love that because she is unapologetic about it. She will bounce around, jump upside down and just get right all up in your face when talking about everything to do with charisma. And if you guys know anything about this incredible charisma hacker, you know one thing that she likes to show up and seriously kick butt. I actually met her at Funnel Hacking Live in person, which is super exciting. She is such a giving person. She's given me time and energy and had conversations with me. And everybody that I know inside of community loves to show up and support her because she gives so much to them. She's actually been an incredible performer. She comes from a performing background. Once she actually spoke and sang in front of 35,000 people on an audience. And within four months of launching her business, Russell Brunson himself asked her to teach in his highest level coaching program that currently existed. That's pretty incredible for somebody that's been in business for just four months. Please welcome my guest, the Charisma Hacking Queen, McCall Jones. What's going on?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that was the nicest intro I've ever
0: heard. That that's, was incredible. That a very long, very long, very long introduction. You. I just kind of went with it. It's just all from the heart, oh gosh, completely from so the heart. Nice. How, how are you doing? Welcome to 2021. I'm, how are you feeling?
1: I'm so good. I'm so good. Busy in the best way and... Yeah, I'm so good.
0: How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing really good. How's how's 2021 been for you so far? Because for me, i you know, and as we're recording this, it's currently the 22nd of January. It's been a hectic month for me. There's been lots of planning, lots of strategizing, lots of doing stuff. And it's been it's felt really intense and really kind of crazy. How how's your January been?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Same thing. Um, We're launching a course right now and we're doing a live version of the course and everything has been organization of thought and taking uh, almost the last year of coaching and making sure that um, I can bottle that and give it to give it to people in a way that I am not presently with them. Which is a whole new ball game. So yeah, 2021 so far has been really exciting, really fun, and very busy. But in, like I said, in the best way. It's been good. I wouldn't have it any other way. I it's love great.
0: it. I love it. And I'm super fascinated. And I wanna, I wanna help um, everybody listening kind of learn a little bit more about you because you know when we, when we met at Funnel Hacking Live last year, at that point you didn't know you wanted to start a business, right?
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah. So at Funnel Hacking Live, the really interesting thing is I went to watch my sister-in-law speak. So Catherine Jones, who's amazing if you're not following Catherine Jones, look at all of her stuff. She's a genius. Uh, I went to just see her speak. So at the time I had this performance business where I would help singers, actors, speakers, voiceover artists uh, be better in front of people and like gain fans and work on their performance skills, their stage skills, their camera skills, all this stuff. And it was going really well. I have no I had no plans of changing it it and then i went to funnel hacking live and i looked around and i saw they like all of these entrepreneurs who were performing and the crazy thing that i probably shouldn't say but like they were performing not very well, I guess. And I saw, you know, some of them would come up to me and share with me their stories and their solutions. And they'd be so pumped. And then I'd see them five seconds later, like in a different group of people, and they would be a completely different person or like filming an ad or on stage. And I was just like filling my notebook with things that I knew that I had built all these frameworks with hundreds and hundreds of before after videos and, you know, years and years of performance experience. Um, They needed these things. And I saw like the impact that I could have on the world was so much bigger than like trying to make people famous. And it was like changing the world by helping them change the world. So, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't have plans to start a business and then the first night at funnel hacking live i know i met you the first day you were wearing your russell shirt which was incredible (laughs) and i yeah i went home or i went back to the hotel room and i didn't sleep and i wrote out my whole business model and i registered the domain name charisma hacking and it's kind of been crazy ever since so depending on when you spoke to me at funnel hacking live you would have either gotten the first answer of like what do you do oh you know i'm a performance coach and i have this business or I help entrepreneurs that I was just testing out messaging. And I was like, listen, <laughs> I do this. It's called charisma hacking. And I just kind of went with it. I so love that. Was, that. Yeah.
0: I love that. And it's super funny because you, you kind of used to make other people famous and kind of accidentally made yourself a little famous within this community, which is really exciting because you know, we're going to get on into this topic a little bit later on in the interview. But you were talking about, you know, just before being on marketing secrets, Russell talking to you about your business on marketing secrets, Dave Woodward doing a breakdown on Funnel Hack Radio you had, you know the two comma club x training uh russell just presented on your business at steve Larson's off a launch pad event you know it, it's really interesting to me and we're gonna you know dig into kind of how this kind of transpired i think so many people are going to be super curious about this <laughs> but like what what's fascinating to me is just the Exposure, and, and in one way, I, I think that exposure is one word, but I think more than anything, it's the level of authority that you get from people that know that's happened. You know what I mean? Like we're not talking about like millions of people seeing you, but the people yeah. who have had exposure to those mediums if they trust Russell, they now have incredible trust and respect for you. And I think that's something that's really, really powerful. So I want to, I want to dig into that in a little bit later in the episode and really ask you a ton about that. But before we get into that, I want to actually just help people get um, super real about your business because, you know, I kind of asked you before if you're okay to like share, you know, some intimate details, but a lot of people look at what might be happening in your business? And actually, I'll, I'll share this. Th- this was something that happened to me when I went to Follow Hacking Live the very first time. I met a lot of people who had two Comic Club awards, who I assumed had done seven figures in their business. And mm. sometimes they hadn't always done that. Sometimes these people were, you know, actually just businesses that had done like. 50 or a hundred thousand dollars, but maybe they got a client a result that kind of had been to that level. And so, one of the biggest things I remember as being like a beginner entrepreneur was this idea of like, man, like I don't know who to listen to. And I was looking for people that were just like a couple steps ahead of me. I wanted to see somebody who had. You know, built a six-figure business like that first hundred thousand dollars, the two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars afterwards. Like, I wanted to know how to get to that first level. So, h- can you talk to us a little bit? Like, what what has been your first year like in business? How how has that growth kind of happened, and what's it felt like to you?
1: Yeah. So, oh man, first year in business—it's been really interesting. Um, I feel like with anybody, with any business, anybody will learn this as you guys are starting businesses or even (laughs) trying to scale businesses. uh, It's kind of an ebb and flow. And it's not even, you know, when the launch comes, the money comes or anything like that. It really, I mean, charisma hacking, anybody who was with it at the very beginning, they would look at it now and say, it's a completely different business, right? Even the things that I coach on, there's still elements, you know, and tactics and principles that, that I focus on, but everything has evolved so quickly that at the very beginning, there was this huge influx of cash, right? People saw this new concept that was amazing and they came in and wanted me to be their coach and joined my community. It was amazing. And then I, you know, over and over and over again, I would have, you know, the ebb part where it would stop and I would I would either freak myself out or, or I would have to evolve. And it it was never underground. Like I was still, you know, publishing and still in my community and stuff, but I would just start, I would start saying no to people with, to take them on for coaching. Cause I'd be like, listen, listen, I got to figure this out, you know? And then I launched my group program and then it was like big influx of cash again. And then, you know, all of those people you know i've also had an incredible i've been so lucky to have people who've been incredibly patient with me who have allowed me to basically learn what charisma hacking was through coaching them, right? And it's been this year of me being like, okay, I don't wanna deliver high level principles without very sticky tactical steps because I just don't believe in that, right? If it doesn't have a system and it's not measurable and repeatable, it gives me anxiety. So I like, I would deliver a principle and they'd be like, oh yeah, amazing. And like, that's the worst feedback that you can get if the result doesn't follow. For them to be like oh my gosh this training blew my mind oh my gosh this program's everything i've been looking for and then i'd be like okay well are you publishing videos and they're like well no but i didn't have time and then two or three weeks of that in a row happening i was like something is wrong here this isn't the program you've been waiting for because it's not giving you the result that you want. Right. So like, I would pause and be like, nobody else can come into this program until we fix this. And I would go very deep with these people. So it, yeah, it's been this ebb and flow of like, learn, adjust, learn, adjust. And um, you know, in the adjustment periods, there was even this time where I, you know, I came into the internet marketing space with bright eyes and bushy tail, like I thought everybody wanted to help people and everybody was like like I had heard the horror stories about scammers and I was like, but that's not our community like this is everything we need And then I had a couple people within my program I found out that they were lying on the internet and I found out that that people who I had said no to in one of the Ebb moments, Had they gone to join their programs, and it shut me down. Like it sent me into a depression, and I was like, "Listen, I this is my fault. These people are being scammed." Like i have led them to these people i've even given them the skills that they used to scam people i taught them how to be charismatic and like it shut me down and i was like what am i even doing here and you're talking about people
0: that you were modeling right so you would go and watch somebody presenting on stage you would almost dissect what they were doing from a charisma hacking perspective and you're (laughs) saying that you know you then found out those people were like dodgy and and is that what you're saying
1: Oh, so people, people like that were in my communities. So like people who were learning from me. Well, yeah, I also like, I just found out that there were a lot of sketchy people, right? (laughs) But like people who were peers or even learning from me within my communities, um, that they were doing that, you know, or people who had positioned themselves in other programs that I was a part of just, they were just lying uh, things that I knew that weren't true and they'd post it everywhere and people would comment and it was just like, what are, what are you doing? Wow. And it, yeah, it was, it was really traumatic for me. And I know that that, that sounds kind of naive, but I, I was like, listen, I can't empower people to do evil things because charisma hacking works, you know? And like, I can, tell people how to persuade people to follow them basically. And so it sent me into this depression until I went to Catherine, lovely Catherine. She'll have so many shout shout outs this uh, episode, but (laughs) um, I went to her design hacking live event and she told a story about this event couple who was holding an event and they invited all these speakers. And at the end they were so mad because they were like, these speakers are poaching our people. People keep signing up for their programs. And, um, Catherine asked him, well, are you offering a program at the end of your events? And they're like, well, no. And she's like, well, you're exposing the holes in these people's businesses and then opening them up so that other people can fill them. You're not filling the holes that you just exposed. And like, it woke me up. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to fill the holes. I know I'm an ethical businesswoman. I know I can do this. So, like that, also it it played into the ebb and flow of it, where I was like, no, 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 I need to shut down. And instead, it was like, okay, I just need to be transparent that, like, you guys will be moving forward with me, and I will be open with you and exactly what you're gonna get and how this is gonna evolve. And then I've been able to kind of move forward that way. So it yeah, everything with business, just it ebbs and it flows. And like, like you said, like people, people give you authority in like seconds. And uh, with that comes, comes some people who really want to be your friend and who really want to, you know, get in your DMs and stuff. And also it brings people who are not so happy for you, which is okay. Right. But it yeah, it's, it's kind of a crazy, it's a crazy back and forth that I have been learning that internet marketing just kind of expedites all of those emotions as well as the processes. Yeah.
0: I mean, compliments to you because, you know, I I think first of all, congratulations, because like taking that stance on having a, you know, a real care about the quality of what you're putting out is huge. And, you know, I, I think you see a lot of people that build businesses and, you know, I, I always see it in two different ways. There's the people that, Build to go fast, and then you always see the fallout on the back end. You know, I've seen a lot of people in the ClickFunnels space get a two comma club award, hit seven figures, and then shit hits the fan, like months or years later, from divorces to very public outbursts and all, all sorts of things like that. And then there's the other types of people who they build at you know a little bit of a slower pace, but they they make it a priority in all of the right places and you know sometimes that's about personal growth you know and making sure you don't sacrifice relationships making sure you're in a good space and then other times it's making sure you're committed to quality and I can see that in you and I, I think that's huge because ultimately you know you can unlock the marketing tap but if you're committed to quality and you want to make it better before you do that, I think that's huge because you're ultimately looking after people who are in your community, right? That big, that builds a lot of trust.
1: Yeah. Well, and like the cool thing too is, so my husband tells me, I think with my feet, so it hasn't really been a slow process, <laughs> but it, it has been a thorough process, if that makes sense. I, I, I also know, I mean, and this is just part of charisma hacking. Like I know it sounds kind of weird for me to say this, but it's like, charismatic people could could sell things even if they didn't have something to sell, right? It's the whole music man principle. I know that I could have sold a lot more things than I did um, just because I know how to be, I know how to talk to people. I know how to be in front of people. And uh, the thoroughness of the process is just so much more important to me. I mean, I suffer from major anxiety and like, I would have so much anxiety if I felt like somebody was not getting what they needed and if my thing was not working for them. Like I just, I mean, even more than, you know, I mean, obviously I want to be a very ethical businesswoman, but just person first and foremost, like I just couldn't handle that. I would have major panic, major major breakdowns. So it's been a very cautious and thorough process of like, okay, you know, and, and sometimes it's been like, make sure it works. And as soon as it works, it goes out, you know, but, um, there's also a testing ground and a testing process. Like I said, all of my people so far have been very patient with me and have known just because I'm transparent when they come in, I'm like, listen, this will be better in a week and then the next week, but here's exactly what you're gonna get right now. And like, if you're willing to grow with this program or if you're willing to grow with this, then it will be incredible. You know, here are the results that I can get you. And in a week, those results will be better. And in two weeks, those results will be better. But this is this is what this is, you know, instead of being like, oh, don't worry about what it is and we'll figure it's, it's just, I just felt like that just doesn't work. And it's exactly like you said, like charisma hacking at the beginning was all about um, engagement, right? It was all about boosting people's engagement. And the thing that I found, and this has been the major change in charisma hacking is that it's not about engagement. It's about trust. It's about connection, Mm -hmm. right? And now I no longer say I make people better on video. I say I help entrepreneurs create aggressive devotion and trust in their audiences so that they can sell their products, right? So that it increases the lifetime value of their customer. Because what I found, and I use this Adele analogy, it's if you create a one hit wonder video that even if it boosts the engagement, it does nothing for that person's business, right? If you can give them the tactics that make them something other than themselves, people do not invest in the person. Right? So the Adele analogy that I give is that if you imagine that you found your very favorite song in the world and you listen to it all day and you look in the, the artist is Adele. So you want more of this content or song in your life. So you then go and you look for other songs by Adele. And if you looked and every other song by Adele was in a different language, a different genre and sounded nothing like that original song that you loved, you would immediately forget about Adele and you would go search for other content or other songs that were like that original song. It wouldn't do Adele's business any good to even have that one hit wonder, that viral song, right? Same thing with your videos if you can be engaging, right? The first things that I was trying to teach people with charisma hacking, and it it wasn't grounded in like actual personality and actually being yourself, then it doesn't do anything good for your business, right? Because then if you find that song by Adele, you see it's by Adele, and then you go look for more songs and you find an entire album, right? So that you can listen to another song and another song that sounds similar and really like have a family or this you know sonic cohesion with that original song, you become a fan of Adele, right? So it, it wasn't about engagement anymore. It was like, okay, we need to boost engagement using your actual, I call them the pillars of personality, right? The things that actually make you, you. So that as people come into your programs, they're only getting to know the real you even more. That they don't leave because there creates distrust. So trust is a huge thing for me. Use one of my buzzwords. It made me go off on the tangent, but yeah, trust and connection is is what charisma hacking is all about.
0: I think it's so interesting because when when I look at people in the online space who do, you know, when we when we talk about that result, building trust, creating a lot of lifetime value. You know, some of the people that I see do this the best in the online marketing space is actually copywriters, and and I find this super interesting as the parallel here between charisma and copy, because, you know, if you look at you know some of the very best copywriters in the space who are working in the online marketing space, you know, we have people like Justin Goth and Ian Stanley and and you know Stephen Georgie and these people and. One thing that's fascinating about them is that they're very, very good at building high levels of trust and their lifetime value is is exponential. I mean, I know um, Ian Stanley and he's been on my podcast before. Now, he has an email list of about maybe 6,000, maybe less than that, maybe 5,000 people. And he makes about $200,000 a month from that email list.
1: Amazing.
0: Now, you look at that and you say, wow, like the, the trust levels from those individuals and the LTV that he's pulling out is exponential. And I'm curious, have you ever thought about that, like looking at charisma in the way that people build trust in, in like copy versus the way that they do it in video with what you're teaching?
1: Yeah. So with my perspective, and I would love I would love to dive more into copy. Uh, from my perspective, I feel like with copy, people become aggressively devoted to the content. And with video, people become aggressively devoted to the person. Yeah. Um, you know, the same way with like Harry Potter, people become aggressively devoted, you know, to J.K. Rowling because they love Harry Potter and they want to see other content that she's made. But, um, you know, it doesn't they mean that the they're characters. watching every interview. Yeah. It's just different. It's just different. Uh, I, think, I think if you want to be the face of your company and you're not using video, then you you are doing it the wrong way, right? And like I said, you know, the content um, that you're saying, I think, you know, is the copy. I call it copy phrasing, but it's yeah. just what you say, right, on video. Uh, I think that awesome copywriters have amazing messaging. And I think that that's incredibly important. That's where we start. Absolutely. Uh, it's just in addition to that video creates trust in a quicker way, because if you can see somebody's facial expressions and you can see the way they're reacting to things and you can hear their voice. Um, it, it creates trust in a way that, that I feel like copy alone, um, can't. But like I said, I'm aggressively devoted to, I use that language just because it's something we say in charisma hacking, but like to Harry Potter, I love that, you know, but it's the same way that like movies and books, they, they, they're just very different. Right. And you for better or worse can create your own story with a book And a movie gives you that story and tells you how to interpret it. Same way with copy. I think it's fantastic, but, uh, you know, the highest thing that we do in charisma hacking is called emotional mapping. And we say, you know, when you're in control of somebody's emotions, you're then in control of their actions. And with copy, you leave a lot to their, you lot, you leave a lot of people to their own devices. And you say like, here's the template, fill in the emotions And with video, you say, "Here are the emotions. Here's what I need you to feel," and then they feel that and then move the way that you want to. So, yeah, I think I think it definitely starts with copy, but I think that I think video on top of that it does it draws people to you the person and not just not just content
0: yeah i think i think it's a fascinating discussion between you know and and it's funny you brought up harry potter because it's like now in my mind i'm thinking okay like listen the people that like are like you said aggressively devoted to like the movies and the storylines and the actors versus the books and the characters and I, i think that's so fascinating and we see a lot of these copywriters using video which is so powerful and i i was actually thinking while you were talking about this like I was watching a TV series recently on Netflix um, called Altered Carbon. And I say recently, it's about a year ago. But uh, (laughs) when I was watching Altered Carbon, the the series did something really interesting. At the end of the first season, they uh, recast the entire cast apart from one person. And this idea was that, you know, these people can go into bodies and, you know, they can have new bodies. It's like it's set in the future. But what was really interesting was that I remember watching the second season and the very first episode. You know, it was the guy who plays um, Falcon in the Marvel Studios. Anthony Mackie is the character. And I remembered thinking, I just am not invested in this show at all anymore because my investment was in the characters, the actors, the story, his persona, the way he holds himself, the way that actor interacted with the other actresses in the show. And the TV show is telling me this is the same person. And I was like, no, it is not like this is not the same person. This is someone completely different. And I never made it past the first episode. And I think that's just so fascinating. Why do you think people are that way? Like, why? Why is that, that? Why does that happen?
1: I think we crave human connection. I honestly, I think that, um, like I said, it's like trust and connection are those two things with charisma hacking. It's, it's being able to emotionally connect with people. And it also, it's like, you know, I always say there's a voice for every audience and an audience for every voice. So funny with the intro, you know, when you said like, I am too much for some people, I get that. Right. And it, it's 100% true. I had one person who I (laughs) charisma hacked, um, on my show, share one of the videos and, he is a lot more subdued than I am. And uh, his personality is just a lot more chill. And my audience with the exact same video was like, yeah, super pumped, like commenting all the fun, amazing things that I tell him to. And his audience, some of them were like, oh, she's fun. And other people literally one of the comments and he deleted it because I think he thought it offended me. But one of the comments was literally, is she on cocaine? And it was like, (laughs) okay, right? It's, we are drawn to specific people. And that is the point, right? We all have different, tastes and we all have different people we would connect with. Right. So even with, with TV characters, with uh, you know, entrepreneurs or leaders that we follow who resonates with you may not resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And we crave that human connection. And we also crave consistency and predictability. Right. So first we want to connect with specific humans that either we see ourselves in, it could be even an aspirational version of ourselves. It could be an opposite. It's something that entertains us that draws our you know, being to them. Right. And that's different for every person. And it's super, super important that we pay attention to that. The second thing is like that consistency and predictability, like that's literally how we create trust with people. The fact that they gave you a character, if he was introduced as a new character, I think you would have been fine with it, Mm -hmm. but because they changed, they, they changed the consistency and they changed the predictability. He no longer was predictable. You did not know how he would react in specific situations, right? The consistency was no longer there immediately. It created distrust. And even if you would have stayed, you could have built that trust back, but it was gone and you had to build it from ground zero, right? The same thing happens. Like when we are not ourselves on video, it's like a new character is playing us Mm -hmm. and people, even if that character resonates with them, right? Even if you're like Anthony Mackie is fantastic and I think he's amazing, their immediate is a distrust because there's not predictability. There's not that consistency that we crave, right? We're craving safety. We're craving uh, a way to actually connect and invest in someone. And you had invested in these characters and then they changed them. And you're like, hey, listen, wait, no, no, no. I invested in that. I didn't, I didn't pay for this. I didn't, this wasn't what I, what I bought. Like this is, this is something completely different, even if it's a good one, right? Even if he's fantastic, it's not what you initially signed up for.
0: 100%. And, and it's, it's interesting you talk about that because, you know, the, the other thing that I see happening a lot is that and, and this is actually something personal that I'll share that that's happened in my life in the last, you know, 18 months of kind of running my business is that I see a lot of people who very heavily commit to, sharing who they are in that charismatic way. So for me, I was doing a lot of live videos. Um, Alex Elliott is another really good example of somebody who put herself out there in a very, uh, you know, over and over the top and Ultimate end of her personality, right? And I kind of did a lot of the same. Like I went through the very top end spectrum of who I am as a person, the overemphasized version of who I am. And you know, Alex Elliott talked about this about the fact that she just couldn't do it anymore, and you know, actually gave away her group and and completely changed her business model. And you know, one of the things, and you might hate to hear this, but one of the things that I said to myself in my community this year is, look. I'm not going to be doing live videos inside of my community because it's gotten to the point where it's become very draining for me. And as an extrovert, that's very, un, you know, a very different territory for me to go to. And I, I felt a real shame attached with, with kind of having to do that. You know, I'm still going to be doing live video and I'm still doing live webinars and things like that. But I, I, I had to try and find the love for live videos again because I was having a really hard time being myself. On camera and being that same way, you know, and and I haven't spoken to Steve Larson about this, but I sense a little bit of this in his podcast. Like the the person that he was a year and a half ago on Sales Funnel Radio doesn't feel like the same person that he's putting out, and and you know, sometimes that expectation makes you like wonder, like, hey, is that guy okay? Like, are things going yeah. on well? You know, okay in his life. And I've heard my own podcast episodes, and I'm like, man, I sound way different, like. Am I that okay? Like asking fun. other people, right? And and I'm and so there is that doubt there of like, wow, like if I do that, what's my audience gonna think? So, what do you think about that? I'm curious. You're the video expert, right? Charisma expert. <laughs> yeah, of
1: course, of course. Uh, yeah, I I would say two things. The first thing is like when creating content. So, um, you know, with my entire four figure fans courses coming out, like this is. This is a huge, huge part of it. It's creating something I call low energy content. And it doesn't mean that on camera, you're low energy. It's the prep that goes into it. And the energy that goes into the live video, uh, is zero, right? It's zero to five minutes of prep, right? It's my show everyday charisma. The only reason that show is sustainable is because I've created a way to, um, to have zero to five minutes of prep and have it not be a thing where I just know I need to show up, it'll be 28 minutes, right? The 15 minute hack and the intro and outro and then and then I'm done with it for the day, right? Like, and I don't have to, I just like pull up different links that people are sending me to hack and then go through with it, right? The other thing, um, so like I said, low energy content creating something that you can have a massive impact with very little prep time Um, and just really dive into like your area of expertise. Cause like I had the same experience with my Facebook group. It was massively engaged at the beginning of charisma hacking. I was training every day for an hour. And, um, the hard thing about that was it wasn't that I was running out of time to do that. I was running out of energy. I was running out of like brain space to be like, what am I going to teach on tomorrow? Like, oh man, and that's so real. Hard.
0: And then you pile on all of the extra stuff you're doing in your business and that just keeps yes. on growing. And it gets to the point where something's got to give, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. Well, and like when you have the low energy content source, um, it really does. It frees up so much brain space and it also gives you the benefit of consistent live content, right? Consistent live video. Uh, it gives you that human connection without the guilt, without everything on top of that. And it establishes your authority. It like nurtures people into your business and creates organic growth and all of that. Um, the second thing I would say is, you know, a lot of people talk about the amplified version of their personality. And I do understand that. Right. I understand that. Like when you're on stage, you move bigger and things like that. But, um, and like I said, the only reason I can <laughs> really speak on this is because at the beginning of Charisma Hacking, I mean, even we when we had our call, I probably told you to do those things. It was like, well, just move bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I, think we, I hack-
0: think we had that discussion, right? Because I, yes. I think I came to you talking about my webinar and like, hey, I need to connect with people more. I was really yeah. struggling at that time. And that was some of the advice. And, and it worked, by the way. You know, it was effective.
1: Totally. totally. Well, and it's like, it's really, it's like where we start is, is the key thing. So I talked, um, even with the live course, we had this whole session yesterday on filters that we put on ourselves, um, in order to for different audiences to see us in different ways. And those filters are exhausting, mm-hmm. right? So like the only reason why charisma hacking and like I'm a crazy person all the time has been sustainable at all is because before I started, I had to sit down and say, okay, I have to be myself all the time 100% or this isn't gonna work. And I've had so many times in my life where I wasn't that I knew what that looked like. And like my my thing is kind of the opposite. I was always told be less, and like my natural state is very like, ah, this great like this is so fun. Right. And it doesn't mean that I don't get really vulnerable with people, but like, I'm a weirdo, <laughs> I'm a weirdo. And uh, a lot of people didn't want to see that, you know, and, and that's what I learned to like suppress or like try to be sexy or like whatever. And it just was not me. And, um, you know, when you look at your personality, it really, so the thing that I have everybody do is like, think of how you are when you're with your most, aggressively devoted person in your life the person who sees every version of you and you know what are you like when you're with that person because they've seen you excited they've seen you when you're a lot they've seen you when you're vulnerable they've seen all these things and then we want to tap into that person because it's just the best version of you right and then when we go on stage we can move your arm movement from in to out, or like, you know, raise your chest from like, you know, focused downward to focused upward or raise your chin. We can do those different things, but we're not changing anything about your personality. Because like you said, that's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. It's not sustainable at all. Even saying like, okay, you know, what is your personality? And now try to make that so much more. It's just like, everybody has you know, I call it the entertaining pillar. Everybody has that in their personality already. And like I said, some people will be like, are you on cocaine? And other people are like, oh, that's great. Like it's, it's making sure that you're attracting the right audience. Because my guess is when you build an audience that's, that is attracted to a person who doesn't exist, even if you feel like it's a really, really amplified version of yourself, as soon as you reveal your true personality, they leave. Right. And it's like you're building an audience for somebody, like I said, who doesn't exist. So it's making sure that we find like, okay, what are the core parts of your personality? What does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like? And then how do we show that, you know, and like amplifying that in ways that just say, okay, how are we going to be the most entertaining version of you? Right. And then we can like I said, we can move your arms bigger, but we don't change We don't, you know, all of a sudden make you this if you're not, because it it would it would work. It does work, but it wouldn't work long term. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you create burnout. It's like personality burnout, which is terrible. What's your what's your take
0: on that with someone like Russell Brunson, for example, because he does say that he is very inward and, you know, and and he is very, um, you know, the opposite of what he is on stage. What do you what do you think about that? Bearing in mind what you just said.
1: Yeah. So the really interesting thing. Um, so people have asked me that question a lot. So um, with Russell, it's not. It's not how you are when you're in front of uh, small crowds or strangers or even people like that. It's like, you know, people. And I. I am not very, very, very close to Russell. I would love to consider us friends, but I'm not the Russell expert here by any means. Um, you know. But what I have heard from people who are, is that he likes to geek out when he's with people who are closest to him, who he trusts and who he loves, right? He geeks out, he's enthusiastic, right? And like, they see that, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, even if when you're sitting in a room, you know, crowds can overwhelm you, social anxiety, uh, performance anxiety, like those things can still be present But, like, when I'm with my husband, even if I had social anxiety in large crowds, he's not going to see that, right? And, like, the introvert, like, when people say, like, oh, if you try to go up to him after a show, he doesn't want to talk to you. That doesn't mean that he's introverted. That means there are crazy people, and I would probably hide, too. You know what (laughs) I mean? It's, like, that's very different, right? And, like, Steve, when he's with his, uh, Steve Larson, when he's with his very closest friends, my guess is he's still very goofy, Right. He's still all these things. And, you know, all the conversations that I've had with Russell, um, you know, they've been audio (laughs) conversations, but all the conversations I've had with him, I have not seen any inconsistencies of how he is. And I don't think he thinks he has to perform for me. You know, i assume not. (laughs) But um, it's one of those things where, like, I think that there are different there are different things that affect us. And how we act and react with people. You know, I was best friends um, with this massive actress who we were filming this awesome show, this awesome movie. And as we were filming this movie, like there were people who would stalk the set to try to see people that were filming. And uh, we went to dinner one day and like there were just like a bunch of little girls that we could see were in the restaurant. And she was like, please hide me, hide me. And it was so confusing to me because at the time I was 16, you know, and I was like, don't you want to be famous? Don't you want to be like, here I am? Like, let me sign autographs. And from her perspective, she's like, I don't know who's going to be crazy. I don't have a bodyguard with me. Like, bad things could happen in an instant. And I'm stuck in a crab by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, are you planning on protecting me? And I was like, you're right. I will hide you. You know what I mean? And it's, I'm not saying that everybody's unsafe. It's not that. But it's, it's there are different things that affect us in different situations.
0: And it's that anxiety right? that comes Especially, in with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, imagine being Russell, imagine being Steve Larson. Everybody wants something from you. Nobody is just looking after, you know, or looking at you saying, I want to have a genuine connection with that person, or at least not very many of them, which is so sad. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I think that with that comes, comes different <laughs> levels of anxiety. Right? i have faced it just a little bit and it's like, you know, it's hard to think like, oh, OK, well, are you coming up to me because you want to be my friend? You know what I mean? It's like it's just, it's just different. Mm-hmm. This is different. So it's the reason why we don't say like, who are you when you're in a in a crowd? Who are you when you're with strangers? It's who are you? You know, when Russell's with his wife, I'm sure he is very enthusiastic. And When he's with his kids and he's doing his wrestling stuff, like I'm sure they see the Russell that's so fun. And so, you know, so wonderful. And then when he goes on stage, like I said, his movement may be bigger, but he's a very genuine person. He's yeah. a very genuine person.
0: I'm so glad but I asked glad you that great. question because it, it really helped me to understand more of that principle of like, you know, being yourself and not being that, you know, it helped me understand the difference between amplifying yourself to be somebody different versus mm-hmm. embracing who you are and sharing it openly. You know, so that was a, that was a great example. One thing, one thing I want to touch on because I teased that I would talk about it at the beginning of the episode is the yeah. impact you've had inside of this community with grabbing people's attention, the likes of Russell and Dave Woodward, and you know, getting invited onto these huge stages and getting shouted out, and the credibility that comes with that. And I and I truly believe that a lot of it is because you've stepped into this genuine, you know, blue ocean, this this new, you know. Um, product and new approach (laughs) that really, um, helps, you know, Russell in that situation. It helps ClickFunnels. It helps, you know, him demonstrate his points and, you know, and it helps his product. What do you think was the, the reason why you've had so many people, you know, connect with you and want to get you on their platforms? And how did that happen?
1: Uh, well, first off, thank you so much. I, the first thing, I mean, that I just have to say there is like, I haven't done it by myself. And all these people have been so kind, so kind to like <laughs> just notice what I'm doing. Cause it's been so fun. Um, I, I had a lot of really awesome people at the beginning, uh, help me, you know, but like, uh, for example, so really how I got Russell's attention. So I wasn't trying to, um, you know, I, I, the very first video that I ever did in my charisma hacking Facebook group was breaking down Russell's charisma, you know? And the funny thing was the advice that I got from a lot of people was, okay, when you're doing this, you should say the 10 things he's doing wrong and mm. he will watch it. And I was like, that's not how I am. I was not, I would never do that. Right. And I pointed out things he was doing awesome to be charismatic on video. And I just did it to train my people so that they would start to know, like you said, this blue ocean, the awesome thing that comes with the blue ocean is that it is blue. And the bad thing that comes with the blue ocean is like, there's not a map for people to say, what do you do? Cause the water is so clear. Right. It's like, it's so... I had to educate on what it was, you know, which adds a level of, um, space between people wanting to do it because they don't know what it is. Right. So that's how I started. I just, I broke down Russell and I said, here's what charisma hacking is. Like it, it's making sure that you can use tactics to, to be charismatic and diving into emotional accuracy and all this stuff. And he saw it. So, but like I said, I didn't do it on my own. Like so many people sent him that video mm-hmm. from within my Facebook group, they tagged him in it, And like he, you know, I had one of my charisma hackers March over to his house and be like, Hey, Russell, Somebody just broke you down. Here's what she's doing. And like, he saw it and then he reached out to me and like, he was like, Hey, I think this is amazing. Can you do, well, (laughs) the exact message was like, Hey, can you do me a favor? And I was like, Oh my gosh, nice to meet you. And he was like, Oh, do we not know each other? And I was like, no. And he was like, Oh, well, can you do me a favor? I need this training for my 2CCX coaching program in three days. And I was like, on it. I'm, yep, totally. Right, so like um, like you said, like Blue Ocean. The other thing, so everybody keeps talking about uh, my Dream 100 strategy, which is so nice, right? Like you said, like all these really awesome people have have promoted what I'm doing, which like I said, is so nice. But um, the way that I've gone in, into it to completely expose myself, uh, I understood Dream 100, or what I was doing as I wanted to make friends with them. And I heard Dave Woodward. So so Russell had me do the training and then I launched the Everyday Charisma show uh, and I did Russell and he was like, this is awesome. And then I did Dave Woodward and then Dave Woodward did like this big shout out on Facebook live. And then he did, uh, so I was on ClickFunnels radio, but then he did a second episode just about my dream 100 strategy. And then Russell saw the business model I was using. And I actually wasn't on marketing secrets live. Uh, He just did the episode about what I was doing, which was cool. Um, But Dave like shouted out this dream 100 strategy. And then I heard him on a different podcast. I happened to click into it and they were talking about me, which was weird, but I was like, this is great. And he was like, you know, the interesting thing about McCall is that she did this awesome thing. And then she didn't ask for anything. And I literally turned to my husband and I was like, was I supposed to ask for something? And she was like, oh my gosh, McCall. I was like, I just wanted him to be my friend. Like, I just, I was, I just wanted to give him something. And I thought he was doing great stuff. Right. And like I know that on one hand, people are gonna roll their eyes and be like, oh my gosh, you're the stupidest businesswoman in the world. Welcome to the business community. And on the other hand, it's like, I think that there's great beauty in that approach that I did not realize, right? I did not realize I literally was just like, listen why would I not want to do nice things for people who have done such nice things for me? Why would he have me on ClickFunnels? ready? I've only been in business for, you know, at the time, like eight months. Right. And like, I know that that's a huge accomplishment. That's so nice. And I was like, wow, he did that. And Dave's so charismatic. I'm going to break him down. And then at the end he was like, Whoa, look what you did. Right. And like every person that, that I break down one, they really like what I'm doing. They see that it works. Right. They see that I know my stuff. And two, I just do it because, right, they're serving me by letting Mm -hmm. me have more content. They're serving me by letting me break down their videos. And then they see it as serving them because I'm telling them that they're doing great stuff. But, like, I literally am just looking for connection, right? And, like, with that has come incredible opportunity that, like I said, so many people have been helping me get here.
0: And honestly, on I, my own, I'm just like,
1: let's well, make friends. Yeah. Like, and
0: you're probably not even using it yet. And, you know, but I think that's smart. I mean, the people that I've seen um, personally, who I know personally, who have had really, really successful Dream 100 style connections um, are, are two people in mind, Austin Dixon and Blake Newbar. And when you look hmm. at the way that they approached the Dream 100, it wasn't to, hey, I'm going to send this thing because I want something. It was they generally spent two years just making genuine relationships with people. And then when they needed it, those people were there for them. Um, When Blake launched his program, you know, he was able to go and ask 200 people for a favor. And all of them promoted his Facebook group because he'd done so much for them just on a relationship level. Same with Austin Dixon. You know, he's now left Steve's team. You know, he's doing incredible stuff with his business. He's just done a partnership with a product doing like six-figure months right now from nothing to that is incredible. You know, but it was the same thing. And people have such love and admiration and respect for these individuals because they've been focused just on the relationship.
1: Well, and like my perspective on relationships is that like, I, you know, I'm not doing joint venture stuff with Catherine right now. And yet every chance I get to speak about her, I'm like, she's the dopest human ever. She's amazing. You know what I mean? Like when I'm friends with people and I see they're doing cool stuff, I tell people about it. Like, that's just how I am as a friend. Right. And like Dave reciprocated that he was like, listen, like I would totally consider me and Dave friends. Right. And he's like, McCall's doing the cool thing. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not so transactional. It's like, I think mm-hmm. people try to make it right. It's like, listen, if, if I think, I mean, you know, I know when you launched your new podcast a while ago, I shared it all over my group. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm friends with Jamie. Like he's doing a cool thing. I totally want to tell my people about it. You know what I mean? And it wasn't me like putting it in, And I know business strategy wise, like you said, it's like, oh, when can I cash in on those favors? I 100% understand the strategy, you know, but like for me, I'm like, listen, you know, it. I don't feel like I have a transactional relationship with any of them. Yeah. Right. I broke down Alex Sharfin. He immediately messaged me and was like how can I help you? Like, this is cool. And I'm like, Oh, awesome. And every chance I get to talk about Alex, I'm like, Alex is amazing. Like, have you joined his stuff? It's incredible, right? It's like, I I literally, I just, I think that actual friendship and actual connection, like it, it has been the foundation of people breaking it down and and creating business systems out of it. And I do understand, I understand those tactics. And to be completely honest, my husband is all over that. He's like, (laughs) yeah, here's the strategy. And I'm like, I want to be friends with these people. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's the content. Here's the plan. And so like, we do have it coming from both ends, right? There, there is a strategy, I guess, but it's, it really is like when, when I'm friends with people, that's more natural.
0: I think in this game as well, I think, you know, one thing that's really powerful is that it's really nice to, to be able to share and connect with people in this, you know? And, and again, it's so funny you were saying this because, you know, I'm, shouting out Austin and he's a good friend of mine and like it's really natural in the way this happens and I really appreciate like you and Catherine like promoting our podcast when it came out but it is because we're friends and the thing that he said you know he made a post about this in his group a couple days ago it's like I spent so long in this business being lonely and now Mm -hmm. that I have these relationships and friendships it's just a lot more fun
1: yes 100%. It's like we have a crew of people and like luckily they live close to us. But like we have a crew of people even in person, you know, Brooke Evans and LaSanne Murphy and, you know, Paul Van Bloom. It's like we have a crew of people who- You guys are a lot of fun. (laughs) there's so much fun. Right. But it's like, there's, there's so many people, like you said, it's so lonely. And like, there's a lot of people who don't get it. They don't understand why you're trying to do this crazy thing on the internet. And then when people do get it, that you can be like, let's talk numbers and value ladders and like really geek out with them. It feels, it feels liberating. Mm -hmm. It feels like you said, that connection is huge. Right. And like, it's actually really fun. I mean, the fact that like (laughs) Russell created one of his like little drawing graphics, about my business, it was the coolest thing ever. And like, most of the people that I told about that, they were like, okay.
0: Yeah, wait, what are you talking like, about? That's
1: so cool, and I was like, I know, right? And like, I geek out, I I will send him messages and be like, oh my gosh, you just did the coolest thing. You know what I mean? And like, I think that having a mutual geeky respect for each other, we can, we can celebrate each other's accomplishments in a really cool way because we actually understand. It's not just like, hey, you're doing such great things on that internet of yours you know what i mean it's like whoa like i saw that that awesome slo that you just put out and whoa like the new offer right we can even speak the language which makes so much more fun it's so great
0: (laughs) so cool man i i could just geek out with you on this forever um one final thing before we finish and this just came into my head when are you reaching out to these really big charisma youtube channels
1: Charisma YouTube channels, oh my gosh. Yes, the strategy, you're so amazing. Uh, Charisma YouTube channels, you mean people yeah, who this... are charismatic on YouTube? No,
0: I, I'm, I'm talking about there's some really big YouTube channels that I follow and <laughs> some of my friends out. follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah, are you yeah. reaching out and being friends with those guys?
1: I would love to, yeah. We're trying to tackle one thing at a time. <laughs> <Even> with, <laughs> just, uh, just like
0: pushing yeah. you up there, like just yeah. leave me alone, Jamie, I'm probably- just trying to like get through my day. <laughs>
1: Well, it's also like, so even the the uh, philosophy and plan with everyday charisma. So I break on a new person every week, but they nominate each other. And like that was born out of that whole principle of low energy content. Like the only thing that I had that continued to be high energy was trying to pick people. And now I don't have to. <laughs> now they nominate people and they're, they're nominating really cool people. And then it's really cool because then, you know, I reach out to a Garrett J. White or I reach out to Brendan Burchard. And I'm like, hey, Russell Brunson just nominated you for everyday charisma. Like, just so you know, this is really cool, right? He was the one that said that you should, you should be broken down, right? But um, we just had the, well, I guess Brandon also wasn't in uh, like the ClickFunnels world, but Shanda Sumter, who is so freaking cool, this week was Shanda Sumter week, and like Dave nominated her, but she's not a ClickFunnels person. Mm So like I, she messaged me and was like, well, do you want to stream it on my page? I was like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. Yes, of course I would love to, right? So like, then I'm sure Shanda will nominate people who are not in ClickFunnels. And like, it'll probably work its way up there, um, yeah, the YouTube strategy is in the works, but we gotta focus on the course first. So, yeah, there's just little things that we're trying to do one at a time, but absolutely, yeah, soon. I would I love, love it.
0: that. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I truly believe that what you have is so much bigger than just the ClickFunnels community because I think there are people out there that you know it, it doesn't matter whether you're at or whether you're singing or performing or you're an entrepreneur, like people need what you have. And honestly, honestly, Nicole, this has been one of the funnest interviews I've done in a really long time. I miss Thank hanging out so with much. you. This has been really nice.
1: I think you're the best. Thank you so much.
0: Now, everybody who is listening is obviously going to want to consume everything you've got and go check out these breakdowns and the charisma and all of this amazing stuff. So, for anybody that's listening, please tell them where they should go cuz they got to get get in on some of this, right?
1: Amazing. Yes, charismavault.com. charismavault.com. It has every single episode of Everyday Charisma for free. Um, you can totally you can go sign up And consume all sorts of different personalities different types of charisma find somebody who resonates with you Uh, find somebody who doesn't resonate with you you'll learn a lot either way and i talk about the charisma hacking techniques we break it down and then i tell you how to model it in your own videos which has been really fun so i do it every day on facebook live and then they all go into the vault so you can consume them all there CharismaVault.com.
0: amazing i definitely am going to go check out the garrett j white one because that dude was the man that made me put my hand in my pocket for a thirty thousand dollars that did not exist so I'm, I'm just really impressed i'm like how did you make me find amazing. that money because i i don't know it's incredible <laughs>
1: it's so cool yeah that's
0: awesome amazing mccall thank you so much for coming on the show this has been so much fun always a pleasure to see you thank you thank you thank, thank you, you so much and, I, and maybe we'll get you back on next year and get another update with where you're up to then of course huh? Yeah, let's do it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And guys, if you're listening right now and you're digging everything to do with this podcast episode, there's going to be a ton of you guys that want to go and put charisma into action. And the number one thing I would like to do is to help you to do that. I'd love to help facilitate that. So number one thing that I want to share with you guys today is to go and check out the free pop-up podcast. We talk about all things podcasting and more importantly, how you can connect doing these podcast episodes with actually generating revenue in your business. So if you want to go and get in on that completely free. You can head to changemakersmovement.com forward slash five days. We'll take you through a five-day pop-up podcast completely for free, almost like this episode. I think you guys are really going to dig it. So McCall, again, thank you so much for being on the episode and everybody listening at home. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free.